Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your day. Forgive my voice, still trying to get it back. These weather changes are not helpful <laughs> to folks' sinuses, and I'm one of the ones right now suffering a bit. But you know what? When it comes to the Braves winning eight in a row, you're glad to talk about it no matter what status that you're in. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this, eight wins in a row for the Braves, a 3-1 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates in the first game of this four-game series that will take place over the weekend. And the big thing for the Braves is this, is that not only are, obviously, are they consistently winning, but they're now starting to show that they can win in different ways. Instead of the Braves, you know, for the first, you know, two months, basically, well, not two months, but first six weeks, really, of the season, where it felt like that they were just finding different ways to lose in games that they should have won, now it seems as if they are finding different avenues to success to close out games that they should win. They're winning games they should win, obviously, but it's really encouraging to see them be able to win in way in different ways when one aspect of the offense is not clicking, another will come through. The pitching is staying consistent both in the rotation and the bullpen. When you know a team is starting to find its groove, it's when you see the team being able to win in different ways. What I mean by that is, look back at the series against Colorado, or the last game against Arizona. The last Wednesday and last Thursday, the Braves scored 19 combined runs, and they were able to blow out both the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. In the next two games after that, the Braves' offense could not get going at all for about 90% of both games, but they finally cashed in late in the game to win games late. Then in the last game against Colorado, they were able to win going away. Against Oakland, seven combined home runs allowed for them to be able to win both those games. But then last night, the Braves didn't hit a home run, but they were able to convert scoring opportunities that they had created just enough in order to support another outstanding effort for Max Freed to get the job done. That is a sign of a team that is playing winning baseball, and obviously the eight wins in a row really stands out. Adam Duvall, again, showing signs of life. He's hit a couple of home runs recently. Last night had the big RBI hit to get the run scoring opportunities going for the Braves. Dansby Swanson and Travis Darno would add RBI hits through the rest of the evening. But Max Reed, once again, 
was absolutely outstanding. Max Reed now and Kyle Wright both are among the top 12 pitchers. The top 12 pitchers in baseball in F-War on the season. And the thing that stands out to me about that is that last year when the Braves really got going, when they really were able to find their groove at the end of last season, we talk about the outfield additions being spectacular, and they were. But another big contributing factor to the Braves finding their groove last season, kind of like they're finding now, was the Braves being able to feature two of the best pitchers in the league. Last year, it was Coaces in the second half in Max Reed and Charlie Morton. This season now, it's Kyle Wright and Max Reed who are pitching like two of the Top of two of the best 15 pitchers in baseball, arguably, so far this season. And again, it goes back to the Braves being able to have their pitchers go deep in games. Once again, Max Reed being able to go six innings. Another byproduct of the Braves not only winning games at a very good pace in this stretch of the schedule where they should be, should be winning games is that their starting pitching going six-plus innings a night really allows for the bullpen to remain fresh and healthy, and that could help later on in the season as the schedule gets a bit tougher. So a lot of different benefits are coming from this series. Yes, at the end of the day, if you want to put it on the fact the Braves are just simply beating bad teams, that's fine. But also, you ha- you cannot ignore the fact that how quickly the Braves have come together to play winning baseball. Their offense is winning games in different ways, even if overall the offense may be struggling. But the consistency of the pitching staff has really, really made a difference for the Braves as well. And there's a certain aspect of the pitching staff in a certain aspect of the offense that have highly improved in June compared to May that are really helping the Braves find their winning ways. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. So one thing that stood out in the month of May, one thing that stood out in the month of May when it came to the Braves' offense, and and something that they fortunately were able to kind of calm down towards the end of May, but one thing that definitely stood out about the Braves in the month of May that made their offense inconsistent at times was the Braves' offense as a whole was striking out nearly 28.5% of their plate appearances. That led the majors in May. And, And what the big aspect of the game, the big area of opportunity that really was limited for the Braves in the month of May was striking out with runners in scoring position, striking out when the Braves had the chance to score runs. I go back to a few Mondays ago in that game against Arizona. I believe it was Spencer Strider who started that game. Strider will be starting tonight, and we'll get to him in just a moment. But Spencer Strider started that game. A couple of defensive miscues didn't help. But the Braves early in the game and then later on in the game struck out, I believe, three different times. Two of those times were with runners in scoring position and less than two outs. So that was one theme of May that was at times really frustrating was the Braves' inability to make contact when they needed to to convert run-scoring opportunities. 
Well, from May, when they were at 28.5% to June, the Braves, 28.5% in May, now striking out only 21.5% of the time. That is a significant difference for this Braves team. Yes, it's the best bats of the lineup performing to their best finally. That certainly helps. Perhaps it's the Braves facing less caliber of pitching because the Braves did face some pretty tough pitching matchups in the month of May and April. But what have you, the Braves making better contact is allowing for them to play better offense. And I know that that's obvious, but the point is, is that the fact that they've turned it around so quickly as a team That has really contributed to the consistency of this offense, and it's allowing for them to not only create more scoring opportunities, but take advantage of them when they can to put some good runs up on the board early. The other big thing this really helps out with for the Braves is it allows for them to be able to produce runs earlier in the game to support their starting pitching. But speaking of the starting pitching, a few weeks ago I talked about with Kyle Wright, the one thing that stood out with him, was that he was one of only two pitchers who had a strikeout rate above 10 per nine innings while also having a ground ball rate above 50%. Kyle Wright was able to create multiple layers of ways to limit an offense. He was missing bats, but also when those bats made contact, they were hitting ground balls to the best part of the Braves' defense, which is the infield. Well, the Braves as a whole are producing ground balls at a league-best rate right now. Over the past 30 days, the Braves' starting pitchers are, are, are creating are producing a 48% ground ball rate. That was good for fifth in the majors over the past 30 days. But over the past two weeks, that ground ball rate has increased to 53%. Right now, 53% of the time, Brave starters are producing ground balls. And again, the reason why that is encouraging, the reason why that is advantageous for the Braves is that obviously the best part of the Braves' defense is their infield with Dansby Swanson, Ozzie Albies, Matt Olson, all showing that they've been gold glove caliber in the past. Austin Riley having his moments as well. That's another reason why the Braves are achieving success, is that not only are they missing bats from their starting rotation, but when the opposition makes contact, more often than not, they're putting the ball on the ground and allowing for the best part of the Braves' defense to work. So the fact that the Braves' offense is making more contact, the fact that the pitching staff is producing ground balls at a major league Uh, best rate. Those are two very significant factors in allowing for the Braves to consistently have opportunities to win. And you certainly hope that those two things continue as the season progresses. Well, another thing that we're looking forward to tonight, and I can tell you it's going to be a fun one, is a very fun, intriguing pitching matchup. Ronzi Contreras for the Pirates versus Spencer Strider of the Braves. Now, Contreras, name that you may have heard or not heard of before, but he has definitely made a very good impression over the past few weeks for the Pirates on the season. A 1-0 record in six games, 1.93 ERA over 23.1 innings and 26 strikeouts. Over his past three appearances, Contreras has gone at least five innings in all three appearances, only allowed two runs, and over those 15 innings, he has 16 strikeouts. So he's been very effective over his past three starts. It'll be interesting to see 
if the Braves will be able to get to him early as he has shown the ability to effectively work through the opposing lineups a few times. And that's going to be the story of the night for Spencer Strider as well. Spencer Strider has looked decent over his first two starts, and the Braves are really hoping to find someone they can rely on for that fifth starter spot. What hurt Spencer Strider in the first game was defensive miscues and allowing a home run early. In the second game against Colorado, Spencer Strider wasn't as effective with his control. Five walks of his 87 pitches, only 45 went for strikes. So the hope is, is that against another opponent that Spencer Strider should be able to work through the opposing lineup a few times confidently against Pittsburgh, can Strider put it together? Can he continue to miss bats? Can he keep the ball in the ballpark? Can his control work with him to allow for him to potentially go five plus innings? I think that this is a big opportunity for Spencer Strider to create one of those reference point starts. Can he show that with his control and with his stuff, can he miss enough bats to work through the order a few times, keep any type of productivity of the lineup limited and be able to work five to six innings to get a win. That, to me, is going to be a big thing to watch tonight for Spencer Strider. So it may be a bit tougher than it has been over the past few games for the Braves going against a right-hander in Ronzi Contreras, who likely is probably pitching better than anybody the Braves have seen over the past four or five games. It'll be interesting to see if the Braves can create opportunities early. It'll also be interesting to see if Spencer Strider can put together a complete start, go five or six innings, and put the Braves in a position to win. Going to be a lot of fun. Nine straight games, hopefully, is on the docket for the Braves, and if they can get it done, it's going to put them in a good position in the weekend to win another series on the season and allow for them to start to you know, potentially look at some franchise history when it comes to a double-digit win streak over the weekend. But let's start with getting the win tonight. Hopefully, Spencer Strider will solidify his spot in the rotation even more, and the Braves' offense will continue to cook against the Pirates. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and on all forms of social media, free on all forms of social media. Just make you hit, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Let's us know that you enjoyed the show, but also make sure you get all the great content when it comes out. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.